Part fourteen of Abraham Lincoln A Commemoration by Various. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part fourteen Speech to the Parliament of Great Britain, eighteen sixty five, by the Right Honorable Sir George Grey. Speeches on the Assassination of President Lincoln. The following speeches were delivered in the House of Commons on the first of May sir g gray moving and mr disraeli seconding an address to the crown expressing the sorrow and indignation of the house at the assassination of the president of the united states and praying her majesty to convey these sentiments on the part of the house of commons to the government of the united states speech of the right honorable sir george gray member for morpite i very much regret the unavoidable absence of my noble friend at the head of the government in whose name the notice was given of the motion which it now devolves upon me to ask the house to agree to i feel however that it is comparatively unimportant by whom the motion is proposed because i am confident that the address to the crown which i am about to ask the house to agree to is one which will meet with the cordial and unanimous assent of all when the news a few days ago of the assassination of the president of the united states and the attempted assassination for i hope that we may now confidently expect that it will not be a successful attempt of mr seward reached this country the first impression in the mind of every one was that the intelligence could not be true it was hoped by every one that persons could not be found capable of committing a crime so atrocious when the truth was forced upon us when we could no longer entertain any doubt as to the correctness of the intelligence the feeling which succeeded was one of universal sorrow horror and indignation it was felt as if some great calamity had befallen ourselves for in the civil war the existence and the long continuance of which we have so sincerely deplored it is well known that the government of this country acting as i believe in accordance with the almost unanimous or perhaps i may say in accordance with the unanimous feeling of this country had maintained a strict and impartial neutrality but it is notorious and it could not in a great country like this be otherwise that different opinions have been entertained by different persons with regard to the questions at issue between the northern and southern states of america but still i believe that the sympathies of the majority of the people of this country have been with the north i am desirous on this occasion of avoiding everything which may excite any difference of opinion i may say therefore that in this free country different opinions have been entertained and different sympathies felt and that in this free country the freest expression has been given as should be the case to those differences of opinion i am sure i shall raise no controversy when i say in the presence of that great crime which has sent a thrill of horror through every one who heard of it all difference of opinion all conflicting sympathies for a moment entirely vanished i am anxious to say at once and i desire to proclaim that belief with the strongest confidence that this atrocious crime was regarded by every man of influence and power in the southern states with the same degree of horror 
which it excited in every other part of the world we may therefore and this is all i wish to say upon this subject whatever our opinions with regard to the past and whatever our sympathies may have been we shall all cordially unite in expressing our abhorrence of that crime and in rendering our sympathy to that nation which is now mourning the loss of its chosen and trustful chief struck to the ground by the hand of an assassin and that too at the most critical period of its history while lamenting that war and the loss of life which it has inevitably occasioned it is impossible whatever our opinions or our sympathies may have been to withhold our admiration from the many gallant deeds performed and acts of heroism displayed by both parties in the contest and it is a matter for bitter reflection that the page of history recording such gallant achievements and such heroic deeds by men who so freely shed their blood on the battlefield in a cause which each considered right should also be stained with the record of a crime such as we are now deploring at length a new era appeared to be dawning on the contest between the north and the south the time had come when there was every reason to hope that that war would speedily be brought to a close victory had crowned the efforts of the statesmen and the arms of the federals and most of us all i hope had turned with a feeling of some relief and some hope for the future from the record of sanguinary conflicts to that correspondence which has but recently passed between the generals commanding the hostile armies and when we turned to mr president lincoln i should have been prepared to express a hope indeed an expectation and i have reason to believe that the expectation would not have been disappointed that in the hour of victory and in the use of victory he would have shown a wise forbearance a generous consideration which would have added tenfold lustre to the fame and reputation which he has acquired throughout the misfortunes of this war unhappily the foul deed which has taken place has deprived mr lincoln of the opportunity of thus adding to his well-earned fame and reputation but let us hope what indeed we may repeat that the good sense and right feeling of those upon whom will devolve the most arduous and difficult duties in this juncture will lead them to respect the wishes and the memory of him whom we are all mourning and will lead them to act in the same spirit and to follow the same counsels by which we have good reason to believe the conduct of mr lincoln would have been marked had he survived to complete the work that was entrusted to him i am only speaking the general opinion when i say that nothing could give greater satisfaction to this country than by means of forbearance it may be of temperate conciliation to see the union of the north and south again accomplished especially if it can be accomplished by common consent freed from what hitherto constituted the weakness of that union the curse and disgrace of slavery i wish it were possible for us to convey to the people of the united states an adequate idea of the depth and universality of the feeling which this sad event has occasioned in this country that from the highest to the lowest there has been but one feeling entertained 
her majesty's minister at washington will in obedience to the queen's command convey to the government of the united states the expression of the feelings of her majesty and of her government upon the deplorable event and her majesty with that tender consideration which she has always evinced for sorrow and suffering in others of whatever rank has with her own hand written a letter to mrs lincoln conveying the heartfelt sympathy of a widow to a widow suffering under the calamity of having lost one suddenly cut off from every part of this country from every class but one voice has been heard one of abhorrence of the crime and of sympathy for an interest in the country which has this great loss to mourn the british residents in the united states as of course was to be expected lost not an hour in expressing their sympathy with the government of the united states the people of our north american colonies are vying with each other in expressing the same sentiments and it is not only among men of the same race who are connected with the people of the united states by origin language and blood that these feelings prevail but i believe that every country in europe is giving expression to the same sentiments and is sending the message to the government of the united states i am sure therefore that i am not wrong in anticipating that this house will in the name of the people of england of scotland and of ireland be anxious to record their expression of the same sentiment and to have it conveyed to the government of the united states of this i am confident that this house could never more fully and more adequately represent the feelings of the whole of the inhabitants of the united kingdom than by agreeing to the address which it is now my duty to move expressing to her majesty our sorrow and indignation at the assassination of the president of the united states and praying her majesty that in communicating her own sentiments to the government of that country upon the deplorable event she will express at the same time on the part of this house their abhorrence of the crime and their sympathy with the government and the people of the united states in the deep affliction into which they have been thrown End of part fourteen.